Sally Harrison oh. here. <laughs> Hello, this is Oliver Braid. I was a bit quick off the mark. Uh, I think <laughs> the, the jingle might have been a bit quiet. Anyway, oh. it's all right. So we're back for our penultimate broadcast <laughs> as part of the Edinburgh Art Festival. And we're in the Edinburgh Art Festival office. And today's theme is kind of inspired by last week's show. Mm-hmm. I've been on holiday. Oh. In the intervening week, <laughs> and I've not really. Ha- well, I did. I did start to tell Oliver about my holiday. He wasn't that interested, to be honest. No, I was interested. I was watching your eyes glaze over on the <laughs> train as I was trying to explain all the fun things that I'd done. No, it's nice to hear about other people's holidays. You could have gone on. You could have come with me. I, I fell know. up of inviting you to do things because you always say no. Well, I know, but sometimes there are other things that are in the way. At the moment, I'm really just. I'm so busy preparing other work that I'm just I can't take a holiday. Maybe maybe in October. Yeah, maybe in October and November time I might take a break. Yeah, things will get a bit more. I've relaxing. been saying that since February this year. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take a month off. I'm gonna take a month off. I know, but you don't want to because you don't want to have the time to think. Well. About your life too much. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Anyway, I was re-listening to the <laughs> Ellie and Oliver show, as you do when you're <laughs> on holiday. I wasn't relaxing on a beach, but I was travelling on the train up to Inverness, and I was re-listening to... Your favourite your favorite podcast. <laughs> I did actually listen to quite a lot of them. I listened to Excesses and Changes. Oh, yeah, very good. And, and uh, others from last week. Anyway... I laughed out loud at a particular point. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious um, when you were talking about Fluffle Friday and when we went to um, the Red, the Nile Valley Cafe mm-hmm. and you overheard those people talking about Sartre. And you were like, oh, they must be here to meet us, obviously. And then when it turned out they weren't here to meet us, you just said, oh, they're just some other pretentious yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Happened to be lunching in Edinburgh that day. It's very cynical of me. I know, but then it got me thinking because in the second half of that show, when we go into the like the heavy like moral philosophy, mm-hmm. and we're talking about Kant and we're talking about Hegel, I just started to think, well, we are pretentious twats, really. Like, we're neither of us are particular experts on either of those philosophers. No, we're pop philosophers. We're pop philosophers, <laughs> but we're not purporting to be um, academic philosophers. So my question is. Who are we trying to impress then? Well, what I would say is, right, that when I think about pretensions... Did I not mention the thing? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we should mention it. The theme of this week's show is pretensions, I believe. It is. Chosen by Ellie Harrison. So I think the, th- the thing is, right, that when we say the word pretension or pretentious, it's always in, I would, you know, it's always pejorative. Like the way we use it, what does that actually like mean? it's it's disparaging okay, about yeah. those actions, right? Sagging it's always negative, yeah, yeah. Like oh, you're so pretentious. So to start with, I thought that uh, like sort of like an amateur, how we'd begin a uh, an undergraduate essay, perhaps. I thought I'd begin by looking at dictionary dot com okay. to define pretension. Very good. And the the definition is actually a claim or an assertion to the claim of something, or an aspiration to a certain status or quality. Mm-hmm. Now, in itself, aspiration to a certain quality, I don't think should be 
placed in a pejorative way because of course we're all I I think we're all aspiring to be something you know we have to make the decision to either act as if we're not going to make a difference or to at least act as if we are trying to make a difference I th- think that's William James's pragmatism just to throw in a little pretentious reference there um and I've had people say to me in the past, well, actually, it's really embarrassing to make an effort. And, you know, like, and I think we see this all, all the time that actually people who seem cooler are the people that aren't, or who come across as not making an effort. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if that's really just part of a system of approval, regardless, like... So what you're saying is that we should be proud of being pretentious. Well, I think that we should... The thing, it's about why we're using certain types of knowledge yeah, and and how we're applying it. So this week um, I had a discussion with um, my friend Emily Shepherd, And actually I should shout Emily Shepherd out. Hello to Emily Shepherd because this is the first time that she's ever been able to listen to the show live. Because oh, normally she's at work. By the way. Uh, so a big shout out to Emily because she's a great girl. But she, I was using margarine during the week. And she said to me, oh, you shouldn't, yeah, and she said, oh, you shouldn't use margarine because they colour it yellow and it's actually originally grey. But because I've been thinking a lot about Kant and Hume and um, how we, what we bring to objects through our perceptual apparatus, I thought about the metaphysical side of that, the implication of that margarine use. And I thought, actually, the margarine is neither grey or yellow in itself. So therefore, we can continue using it without worry about those issues and so i think to use metaphysics to excuse the use of margarine <laughs> is um well maybe it is really pretentious but i thought it's a practical <laughs> application of philosophy well i guess with kant and hegel in last week's discussion it was all about looking to those people to try to understand our own lives better yeah and i guess that's what we're always trying to do with the Ellie and oliver show and with our extensive uh references to wikipedia yeah is to look back on the history of thought yeah is as a way of understanding what we're doing we're negotiating our individual if somewhat idiosyncratic (laughs) ways in the world i believe that our press release (laughs) says but this is actually the truth and of course this is the reason that i'm interested in learning things and i think the reason that lots of people are interested in learning things is that people want to contribute to conversation and if i haven't learned anything new then I'm, I'm noticeably less interesting in conversation, I think. Or not so much interesting, but I don't feel like I can give so much to people and I want to feel like I'm offering something, regardless of if it comes off as interesting or if it comes off as pretentious. It's the only way that I know of how to communicate with people in a better way, so I'm not yeah. going to feel ashamed about... Because what I'm aspiring to is aspiring to be to give more to situations. Right. And that's a technique, like learning those things and making those references is a technique to to contribute more to conversation and to have a better connection with people. Yeah. So I'm not going to be embarrassed about that or feel like... I guess what I thought when listening back to last week's show was... Well, it, it, came, it, came, it came across as a bit pretentious, mm. what we were doing. But... Um, I've completely forgot what I was going to say, Oliver. Oh, no, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, was it true to the Ellie and Oliver show what we originally set out to do? Because we didn't, in January, if you reflect back on our first Mm -hmm. ever show resolutions, we didn't ever really think that we would be imparting useful information. I think 
when la- in last week's show, when I was listening to how pretentious I thought we sounded when discussing Canon Nagel, I was thinking that we were kind of almost becoming a caricature of ourselves okay. in what we were trying to provide in the show, in that we were almost overemphasizing what we thought people were expecting from okay. listening to an episode. And I thought with this show, with the theme pretensions, rather than um, prepare a lot of pretentious research material, I might do the opposite and really underprepare so okay. that this week's show would be more just like an informal chat. Okay, well, that's yeah. that's getting back to the roots. I think that is good, but I, I would like to say that actually in resolutions, one of my initial resolutions was my year of seriousness oh, yeah. and to take things more seriously and to take the fact that I'm contributing to conversations more seriously. So... I'm trying to do that, but I also understand that um, one of my main models, actually, if people remember from earlier in the year, for seriousness and for sincerity, which is a particular interest of mine at the moment, was Lauren Hill. Yeah. And I don't know if you're aware, but this week Lauren Hill has been taken to court no. uh, for not paying her taxes. She's she's in lieu of about $2 million worth of tax is that she, she hasn't been resident? paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she's opened That's a really Tumblr, bad. and on her Tumblr, she's just got one post. People can check it out, um, where she's written an explanation of why she doesn't feel that she has to pay taxes, and it's really I would like to read it's that. really interesting. It basically says that it's the reason she hasn't paid taxes is because the taxes go towards supporting a system that she feels don't support her or her children's mental health or well-being. Therefore, she is shouldn't it an have to pay taxes. Statement. Uh, well, if it is, then it's a bit rich from someone who's obviously, you know, if you can afford not to, if you're in lieu of $2 million worth of tax, then you could obviously just pay that off. I but she's basically refusing to pay it, I, I think, is the I would support her uh, campaign. I or don't. Whatever. No, I would support it if she took that $2 million that she owes to the revenue and invested it directly in what she thinks the government should be supporting if she gave it yeah. to like social programs healthcare for like mm-hmm. under privileged people that sort of thing then i would re- completely respect that because a lot of people <laughs> don't pay tax because they think in this country pacifists because a percentage of what they're paying is going towards funding wars yeah and of course i'm sure that that's happening in america as well but i still think and I never really thought this before, but this week I began to think that actually not paying your tax is quite immoral. If yeah. you're really rich and you're not paying taxes <laughs> and those taxes go into a system that help people out who aren't supported in the way that you are, then actually like, you're probably not making a very good moral decision. And I know that she might feel completely removed from that, but I do feel let down. By someone who can sit on a stage and preach about like people freeing themselves and becoming better. And I know that maybe she could argue that that's not to do with money, but for lots of people don't have that choice. I know. And I mean, this is the problem, what happened with Jimmy Carr as well. It's like the more you earn, the richer you become, the more you want to hang, hang on to it. Yeah. So it's unnecessary. Greedy, greedy, greedy. Yeah, it's just greedy. But we're not really talking about pretensions, are we, Oliver? I think no. you should. But I think, that she is, I think what she is doing is making a claim. Or a claim to something, these intentions. Well, she thinks she's above the law, doesn't she? And a lot of really wealthy people do. I just look at Bob Diamond. Just makes me really sad. Exactly, that we can put those two in the same conversation makes me really sad. So anyway, yeah, uh, we're around the time. So I'm going to play 
Interestingly, for this week's show, Pretensions, I'm going to play a spoken word track slash a poem. Uh, and it's, it's, it's written and read by a poet called Luke Wright, who I think is really a great poet. And he's also playing at Edinburgh Festival. He's playing at the Underbelly, but I don't know many details of it. I'm not going to promo it too much. I just need to make sure we get the um, levels right. Let's, okay, so we'll get the levels right. And um, so this is called Mondeo Man. And it's about, I think it's about someone uh, wanting to be, I think it's about wanting to be a poet or wanting to feel like you're special, more special than other people. And then eventually coming to terms with the fact that you don't have to be like that. So I guess we'll play it. I walk through Maidenhead suburbs. The houses huddle together in twos like anorak couples perched on a bench on some autumn day at the end of a pier. Past kids playing scrappy 20 aside. Lads led on Bangra blaring Golf GTIs. Toyota Corollas with rear view signs on suckers. Dad's taxi. Baby on board. If you can read this, I've lost my trailer. Good old boys checking their tyre pressures. Mums with their offspring in car seats like shopping. Recycling bins. Well-kept front lawns. Neat as parade grounds, Valium quiet, and a blue door that made me think of a Lido that I saw once before we were together, before the life we made swelled in your belly, cut into some rocks and jutting out to sea, that for a week I went to at sunset to gobble my chips and imagined it crammed full of tan-lined, knobbly British bodies and wonder why my new romantic life at Mike Stands felt perpetually out of season. But last week... In Maidenhead, of all places, I felt strangely at ease with normality. There was a time that I'd walked through here tutting, scolding, talking in quotes and references, too clever for nice weather in caravans, too clever, too smart to be taken in by it all. Who'd want 2.4 children, I'd say, in a visor in an asymmetrical fringe? Or what dickhead works nine to five whilst eating spaghetti hoops straight from the tin? Disgusted at those who had settled. Shaking my dust till my fingers bled. Shaking my dust till it went up my nose and I'd cough and sneeze for weeks on end. Maybe it's because I drive a Mondeo and have started wearing trousers that fit that I realise that we do not die with our affectations. If anything, we live. Life is not about being repeatedly punched in the face or getting applauded or getting a laugh or never staying in the same place or always feeling like you need to be rewarded. You can't just be what other people aren't. You can't plop your life like a misery memoir or wait to hang smiles off the swims of strangers or hang out to tender your dictionary entry. Ambition used to stalk me like a zombie till I'd throw out bits of my poems like flesh. I'd stare at my inbox, just hitting refresh. I'd get places early and just catch my breath. But now I think of those ruddy-cheeked weavers and lopsided 17th-century towns who, when they'd earned enough money that week, declared a saint's day and just went down the pub. Centuries, from a boy on his Blackberry and broadcasting house writing poems to go, crying and wanking on fringe theatre stages, twanging his id like a diddly bow. Motorways, from a boy in a visor trying to make it all mean something more, wistfully staring at a swimming pool, thinking the Lido is a metaphor for, for, for. But last week I walked through Maidenhead suburbs, and though I knew I wouldn't find an ending, I've realised that I've learnt something new. 
that sometimes it's okay just to blend in. That was really nice, Oliver. Thanks, yeah, I'm a big fan actually. I um, listened to a lot of Luke Wright last night when I was sewing. Have you met him? No, no, I've just I was just watching him. I just came across him via some other stuff, but I really like it a lot. It's that the Mondeo. I mean, I couldn't quite catch the beginning, but the the end, the, the idea of the Mondeo, because that was like when Tony Blair like reinvented la the Labour Party and created New Labour for his sins. <laughs> he uh, referred to the Mondeo man as the key person that he was trying to like the key voters that they oh were trying okay. to attract from the Conservative Party, like those aspirational like lower middle class people mm -hmm. if you can refer to them like that but yeah aspiration and pretension well, i think aspiration is a big part uh, but I d th this is the problem like can we really criticize people i think it's more about the route they go towards realizing that aspiration and so yeah i think that a lot of people talk or learn to talk in certain ways to help themselves up the ladder that they aspire to be but i think the reason why people are critical of it and this is why we need to be critical of it. Maybe this is why what I was referring to earlier is that if you're being pretentious, if you're acting in a way that's exaggerated or ostentatious, is it necessarily you? Are you not being true to well, yourself? This is interesting, but that presupposes instantaneously the idea of a self. So how can we, you know, how can we say that actually, because if you're in a constant path of like just trying stuff out and developing because there isn't a central value or a central person, central self. It seems we need to go back to the Sartre experts in the flannel shop yeah. for some insight Tell about us the about self. But this is, you know, like if you, if you view your life as just an ongoing project which you're developing, yeah. then that project will need different extensions and different yeah. ways to articulate. The other option is that you just never develop. I don't yeah. think you're always going to get things wrong while you're developing and like you might come across as pretentious. But I think I would rather that people thought I was pretentious than just do like just stay in line so that you know I, d I don't embarrass myself because yeah. that's the the real fear of being pretentious right is that people will think that that what you're saying is embarrassing but there is no other choice <laughs> yeah i guess you experiment with ways of being don't you and some work and some don't work and yeah. then you find out what the real you is if you can say that even exists as a result of well, I just think you grow more, and maybe I think like philosophy, you can't just jump in and and understand everything and not be pretentious initially because you've got to fill in the gaps a little bit because you can't know the whole history of well, it thought. Is true. It is true straight away. But to uh, I would rather be scrabbling around and, and at least trying than not doing anything about trying to better myself. The thing myself. <laughs> The, we've got to move on, Oliver. And the thing that I liked about last week, another thing I liked about um, others, was <laughs> at the end when we went into our Falafel Friday segment, um, when we said when people come to meet us, they could talk about Kant or Hegel or falafels mm -hmm. in the restaurant. Unfortunately, nobody turned up. They weren't <laughs> taken with that uh, possibility. But I think for me that highlighted... What the Elliman <laughs> Oliver show is all about is the bringing together of slightly obscure, slightly unusual references into one lovely hotchpotch, which 
leads us on to our final. Oh my lord, is it that time? Falafel Friday. I think Let's we should go. play the jingle. Okay, here we go. It's Falafel Friday. It's Falafel Friday. Live from the pavilion. Yeah. Woo! So sad to hear that for the last time. So, Falafel Friday, for those of you who are new to the Ellie and Oliver show, for the last three weeks we've been sampling some of Edinburgh's finest falafels. In the idea of we're running a contest, and the winner of the contest will decide on later today, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Well, we've got one more falafel shop to go to yeah. this afternoon. And the winner will cater for our event next week, which is the daytime disco. Ellie and, Ellie and Oliver's, Oliver's afternoon special. Which is happening actually at the pavilion um, uh, next Friday, the 31st of August, from 1 pm till 4. And you can come along, sample Edinburgh's finest falafels, and have a dance. Have a dance. Doesn't have to be in that order, could be in the other order. Could be simultaneously. Could be simultaneously. So today we're going to sample our last falafel. But we also need to talk about last week's falafel at we Mediterranean do. Gate oh my God, uh, yeah. on George IV Bridge. It's a very posh falafel. Recommended by Emma Bolkind. Thanks on for Facebook. that, Emma. Um, it was a beautiful shop. It reminded me a little bit of a Weatherspoon slash Starbucks meets a falafel shop. Really? A little bit like Central Perk. I think there was exposed brick and a hand-drawn mm. blackboard. That was nice. Um, and a lovely drinks display. And really friendly staff. Yeah, they really nice staff. They listening. And Baba Ganoush in the falafel. It was a very good falafel. The only thing was that it, we did both notice it was quite a wet falafel because of the extra components. It left a stain. You on couldn't my eat jeans. it on a go, actually, because you remember that girl who had a falafel after us? She came back in because it had exploded at the bottom and dripped on her. She didn't get any money back, though. No. What did she get, actually? I'm not sure. She just got napkins. Yeah, just got napkins. To wipe the mess off her. That's all they've got to give you. So, yeah, I would say that the thing is with Mediterranean Gate, it's very delicious, but you can only really eat it indoors. We've not really talked about this, Oliver, but um, I did have a thought. I may have discussed it with the people that I was on holiday with. Oh, okay. That I still wasn't quite sure whether... I think... I I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I'm thinking... Nile Valley Cafe's out the water now. I think Nile Valley Cafe's depot's out the water. Okay. Sorry, Nile Sorry, Valley Nile Cafe, Valley you're Cafe. out. So I kind it all of came down <laughs> to the vegan provision. I know. I was deciding in my head, like, I don't think I can make that decision about whether Palmyra beats Mediterranean Gate until I've tried the last one. Does that make any sense? Yes, but I think with all of them... What we must do, of course, is observe the different yeah. between the different situations. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in for our pretension special. Okay. But they are very diff they're coming from different vibes yeah. of falafel, right? Like one thing observation I had is I think that the one we had last week, Mediterranean Great, I don't think that there would be a single synthetic ingredient in that falafel. That's why it was so juicy, because the salsa was a homemade red salsa. All of the sauces that are on there, I don't think you'd get any any E numbers, MSG, anything like that, which I think you would find if you trace through Palmyra, and that's why that chili sauce, which is straight out of a bottle, is much more delicious. It's much more delicious. I know. It's got all sorts but of also, I sauce. found my problem with Mediterranean Gate was the different flavors because I'm so used to having such a dead palate. For me, it distracted slightly from the delicious taste of actual falafel. 
Um, and so it was good as a general meal. And I thought that they provided a lot of other really great stuff in Mediterranean Gate. I'd still give it a shout out. Yeah. But for me, Palmyra, uh, Palmyra is still always the biggest. Right. Mediterranean Gate was all, I would say it was at least quarter of an inch mm-hmm. thinner. Maybe. Yeah, I think we need to reserve our final decision until after today. Yeah. So today we're going to, because it's our final week and we've got two more that we're sort of thinking about visiting. One is... Um, Marmaris. Marmaris, which we're going to go to second. The first one is pizza. Because <laughs> we're going to do two today. Oh, no, my God. Yeah, we're going to go to Paradise Pizza. We're just going to walk past and get a feel of the vibe. Um, Paradise Pizza is on 34 George Fourth Bridge again. Oh. We're going to scoot down there and then we're going to head on down to Mar- Marmaris, which is 35 Clerk Street. Yep. We're not sure yet whether we're going to have one falafel or two. It depends how much we egg each other on. Two sounds nice, doesn't it? But we have run out of time. Bloody Oliver. hell. So if by any chance there's any listeners out there who want to join us, head to Paradise Pizza for about... Half one, quarter to two, then on to Marmaris, and you may catch a On the falafel first. train. Yeah, on the falafel train. But we have run out of time, Oliver. Okay, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope they enjoyed this stripped-back Ellie and Oliver show. I know. We've got to play the final song, which I have selected. I did just want to add that during this week's show, I've been drinking sparkling water. <laughs> rather than my normal tap water I'm pretentious of you I know it's very naughty because I just snaffled it from Sorica's <laughs> <laughs> the director of Edinburgh Art Festival's desk uh, but oh, so nice we might not be back next week I know it's nice to have a bit of sparkle <laughs> though to, to wet my whistle so this week's song is a pretentious song which uh, is by the artist known as Grimes I think might be actually an artist or something. I've arty. never listened, and I have to say that I'm deliberately avoiding, so I'm the not going to listen to this. Is called Symphonia, and then it's four, but the four is written in Roman numerals, which I quite like because that's how the four is written in George Bridge Street, mm-hmm. where Paradise Pizza Paradise is. It's actually so nine. Oh, it's nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messed up. I can't even read Roman numerals. What a loser. Let's just play it. Grimes is coming to Glasgow next week, and I'm going to watch her on Wednesday. Sure, if you want to see loads of art students and pretentious twats, get right down there. Bye. Bye.
shack, live from it.